What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we have a very exciting episode for you. I'm sitting down with my man, Basla Rock, aka Scotty, and we're going to be talking about how to generate multiple streams of income. Uh, and we're really going to get laser focused on how to move from one to two streams of income because we feel like that's the hardest step. After that, it does get a lot easier. Uh, but moving from that one stable job that you have to a second stream of income is where we think the most people struggle and where people can use the most help. Uh, so before we get into all that, do just want to make a couple quick announcements. The first is that this is a video interview. There will be a link in the description if you're listening to this on one of the podcast platforms. I suggest heading over to YouTube so you can see Scotty as he talks. Uh, makes it a little more interactive in my opinion and much easier to follow along. On top of that, I do just want to give a quick shout out to the sponsors. Crypto.com and CoinFlip have had both of them on as sponsors for a while now. Uh, and I want to make this quick. So crypto.com, they have a crypto credit card where you can earn up to, I think it's 5% cash back on all purchases. Uh, so if you're interested in a new credit card that lets you spend your crypto, head on over to their website. There's a link in the description below. On top of that, they do have their crypto earn program, which allows you to earn interest for simply holding your crypto on their exchange. Uh, you can earn up to, I think, 6% cash back on the majors like Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, uh, and then up to 10% interest on your stable coins. So if you're holding on to some crypto, want to earn a little bit of extra money on it, you can send it on over and start earning today. Again, there's a link in the description below. And the second one is CoinFlip. They're actually one of the largest Bitcoin or crypto ATMs in the industry. They are the first largest by volume and third largest by number of machines. Uh, so if you're interested in purchasing some crypto and you want to do it at one of these ATMs instead of getting some sort of exchange account set up, which can take much longer, you can head on over to their website. I'll put a link in the description and you can find the machine that's closest to you. On top of that, they also have their OTC desk that they launched maybe two or three months ago, still relatively new, uh, but it's got some cool features. It's actually got some of the lowest fees in the market. And on top of that, one of the lowest minimum purchases for OTC Bitcoin purchases, uh, it's $5,000 much higher on some of the other OTC desks or at some of the other OTC desks. So if you want to go that route, instead of purchasing from an ATM or an exchange, can head on over to that link in the description below. And then last thing that I want to mention, which I usually don't mention, is they have a wonderful affiliate program. If you know a spot where a Bitcoin ATM would be good to put, if you can connect the owner with the guys at CoinFlip and they get a machine in there, you do get paid for that. So if you're out and about, you have some ideas where you think one might fit, head on over to their website, reach out to them, get that affiliate money. Now that we've got all that taken care of, let's get into this episode with Based. 
I, I'm sitting down with based. Is it based LA Rock or based La Rock? La Rock. Like La Rock. Scott, DJ Scott La Rock. There we go. Perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect. Uh, so thank you so much for sitting down. Very much looking forward to this interview. Uh, I'm kind of starting to break away from the crypto Twitter sphere and uh, been very I was excited. fucking over for you. Can I cuss on here? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> First thing out of my mouth was the... F word. Oh, Fantastic. dude, you see my Twitter. Like, I. No, I, I know. I, hey. <laughs> I know sponsors get weird sometimes about people how they curse. True, so. true. No, they're cool with everything, which is why I love them. But um, before we get into really the bulk of this interview, which is kind of your businesses and your life, um, do you think you could just give us some quick background on yourself for all the crypto guys who might not know who you are? Yeah. Uh, what up, y'all? Um, I either go by Scotty or Based. Um, or base the rock, whichever. Um, I own a few businesses. Uh, one of them is Fat Kid Deals. Uh, I co-own that. Um, I have Fat Kid Mafia, which is a clothing uh, label, and then I have uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling, which is a pro wrestling company, um, as well. There we go. So you got a couple businesses that you're running. All of them probably eating into your time. I do want to get into kind of how you manage it all, but do you think we could go through and kind of discuss each one of these businesses in a little more depth and kind of Absolutely. how they came to be? Of course. Can we start with uh, Fat Kid Deals? Because that's kind of where I found you and how I kind of got put onto your stuff. Yeah. Um, Fat Kid Deals was started with uh, a friend of mine. Um, his name is Nathan. Um, and originally um, we were out here finding um, free Domino's coupons, um, basically for giveaways for our peoples. Um, and we started looking around and we started growing a little following just because we we're just doing freebies. So it was 100% freebies. We weren't making a dollar off of it. Um, and then at some point we started looking at what affiliate marketing was. And the original goal was, was just for us to be able to make enough money to, you know, have lunch. Cause I was full blown fat kid mafia at the time. And I know Nathan um, was um, still had his nine to five job. So we couldn't dedicate our time to it. Um, so we just came together and did something cool and it just snowballed into something crazy. Yeah. It's massive now. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, who hasn't seen the Twitter, you know, I think close to 500,000 followers when we talked engagements off the charts, um, but you said that Fat Kid Mafia, you, were, you had that up and running already. And then this was kind yeah. of second venture. And then was it um, kind of how did it all come to be? Well, for Fat Kid Mafia, that was it, I originally did sneaker videos. I used to like I wouldn't I wasn't even really reviewing sneakers. I was just talking about the sneaker industry. Um, and then um, someone made a joke about, hey, I'd buy a Fat Kid Mafia shirt. And I'm, I'm really like weird about merchandising. Um, so I ended up just making a tea and it sold out like crazy fast. Um, and I just was running with that. And when me and Nathan clicked, um, it was off of, uh, Twitch. Um, and we cooked the video game stuff and we been cool ever since then. So I kind of have this whole fat kid branding thing, but, um, it's really just kind of like, I try to keep everything separate. So, um, even though they're like named similar, obviously I don't cross promote them, which even though they are my businesses, I just, I've always decided against that. Um, but any, yeah, that's, that's any that. reason for that. Is that just cause you're working with different people and you don't want to mix business or no, not at all. Um, it's challenge. Um, I've, I, people always talk about being serial entrepreneurs and I, 
fell into that category, but I also love to see as a challenge, if I could jump into different lanes and see things grow. Um, I'm not a fashion guy by any sense of the word. Um, I'm very simple. Um, some people might take that as I can't dress, but, um, I just, I couldn't fit in the Supreme tees and I, I, it was a spoof. So I just threw this together and I said, okay, let me see what I can do with this. Um, because someone told me I couldn't and I was like, that's all you need to do to tell me I can't do something. I'm going to do it. Um, and then we had this over here with Facket deals and in the very beginning, there was multiple of us there. Right now there's three, um, there's three of us. There was originally there was, there was, um, we had six people that were going to be on board and half of them were like, this is a waste of time. And then we had other people outside of our, um, uh, our bubble saying it's, a, it's also a waste of time. So I think it was more or less people doubting us that we could do something to do it. And that kind of fell in with it. But um, I definitely like to see, here's a better uh, answer also is that I like to see different practices and different um, lanes being used like principles overall, like a, a principle of um, principle A in this t-shirt company could work with principle, uh, a principle A could work with this uh, affiliate marketing company and it's all the same thing. So like it's teaching myself also. So this works across the board. So I'm going to keep working with this. This doesn't work across the board. I'm not going to use this. So it's just a little bit more in depth with that. It sounds like kind of becoming a more well-rounded entrepreneur in a sense, you know, you learn thing in one business and you can apply it to all of your businesses that you're running. Um, can we just get a timeline on when this started? Like what year, how long you've been doing this? Bad with times. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I want to say t- 2000, so 2016, I think it's with, I think 2014 was back in mafia. 2016 was back in deals. I apologize if I'm off a year. It's either 2015, 2016. It's all good. And yeah. then what about West Coast Pro? When did that come into when did that come into play? And what is that for my audience who doesn't know? Um, for those that don't know, it's a pro wrestling company. That's kind of my creative outlet. Everyone um, always told me if you're gonna do something that is um, that you love, make sure that it can be self sustaining, or your other businesses could help you sustain that. And this is kind of like my thing. So I own a pro wrestling company, um, and we started. This was an easy one because I actually started it on my grandmother's birthday, which was October thirteenth, and it was two thousand eighteen is when we started that one. There we go. Yeah, uh, and then more timeline and more on kind of yourself. Was there were there other business ventures that you had started oh. prior to these? Absolutely. I failed more times than I care to remember. Um, Can we talk I had about some of those and Absolutely. Maybe why they failed or why you think yeah. they failed or why you moved on maybe? Um, I had a candle company that was hard to do because it was based off in Canada and trying to figure out the legit, it was stupid. It was honestly like it was stupid on my end logistics wise because I didn't have the proper understanding of getting items, customs, things like that. So that was a real um, amazing uh, uh, teacher, uh, as far as like how, how that went. Um, mostly cause it was, you know, it was cheap to make candles. If you branded it correctly, you could move forward with it. And I'm actually working on something now for some reason where I'm going to try to go back into that, uh, area just because it's just, it's, it's, it's a thriving, um, industry. If you, if you follow anything that's most people like, dude, you're a guy, trust me. If, if you could figure out the demographic that you are aiming for and the price of getting it from A to B, it's, it's 
actually not that much work. Um, so I had that. Um, and I, as I didn't own it, I did own and operate, I, I did um, operate a internet cafe, which gave me a lot of game. I learned probably more there than most. Um, I was getting paid super under the table, um, like super, super under the table. I did. So for those that don't know, I didn't graduate high school. So it was actually kind of difficult to find work um, for whatever reason that wasn't just, you know, retail. Um, and I was like, I wanted to try something different. So I had this internet cafe that I was working with these other folks and these two dudes, one worked for Yahoo, one worked for eBay and they were like coders and stuff like that. And I was learning stuff from them. Um, but then I also was taking care of logistics as far as ordering. Um, cause it was like an internet cafe slash juice bar. So I was running both of those things at the same time, working in the kitchen, working it, all that stuff for a total of $4 an hour. Jesus. And, um, as, as much as I could say, Hey, it was the shittiest pay ever. It was the most I've ever learned. I would never suggest anybody to devalue themselves. I did not know what my worth was just because I didn't have a high school diploma. Didn't know any better. Don't do what I did. Um, always try to be on time, paper with it. At yeah. At the same time that you're saying that, you know, you got put onto a lot of game there. Can we maybe talk about some of that stuff? What did, what did you learn that you've been able to apply to your businesses later on in life? Um, I, I learned a lot of unhealthy, uh, toxic traits uh, as far as work goes. Um, but I also learned, um, working relationships with companies. Um, uh, you could use it. You could, Oh, I, I prefer to work with mom and pops. It's funny saying that because I am uh, affiliated with all these other bigger companies, but I prefer to work with mom and pops because you could level with them on a human level. I think that we miss a lot of that going through the internet and things like that. Um, that, the relationships could form with people on a business level where it could cut costs, cut corners. Uh, they could give you a drop on something before it even happens, et cetera, et cetera. Now it might sound like I'm bigging it, but when it came to, um, you know, Hey, this is our biggest seller. We order the most of this. Hey, by the way, they're discontinuing it. Here's a chance for you to try different ones to factor that in and, and replace that things like that. Just little shit. Um, that's just from the business standpoint, from the video game standpoint, I mean, well, cause it was video games, but from the, um, for the video games and the, uh, actual business itself, I taught myself kind of how to market, know what your audience is, how to play to it and not sound corny at the same time. Cause Lord knows we've heard a thousand companies that try to be like, Hey, they're fellow kids. Like it's <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, uh, so you know, try how to, how to drive your passion and, and make it marketing and in turn, make it make money for you. So that's kind of what I learned in a nutshell from that job that, and I know I found out that I could work 13 hour days for like eight days straight on fucking, I, my heart doesn't give out. I don't know, man. Cause I, I, I cause they, they, they said, uh, you could eat whatever you want. And because I was always looking at how much money folks were making, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it was actually cheaper for me to drink monsters. And at the time it was the big jolt battery ones. And I was drinking the shit out of those. Like it was water. So Jesus. And I was always wondering like why I felt like passing out. Uh. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> now we know. Right. So, so this is actually something I really wanted to talk about in this interview. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about, you know, working eight days straight pretty much yes. without any sleep, any, any, you know, rest. Um, you've got three pretty large companies and you've got a couple more in the works. Apparently, how do you manage your time between the three? How do you step away from them at the end of the day, if at all? 
Um, and how do you kind of run all of them? Because I, I very much struggle with time management and kind of running my three businesses that I run. So it'd be nice to learn from someone who's doing it very successfully. Um, so at the, so right now I'm managing my time pretty well. Um, I'm able to, I've, I've figured out how to be able to move around and work remotely. You know what I mean? Um, obviously I'm in my office right now. It's like the most comfortable place, but, um, I know how to, you know, uh, two months ago I was traveling the country, uh, for work stuff and I was working from car, you know what I mean? And it, and, you know, I figured out how, Hey, working for three hours is not gonna, uh, three hours straight in a car is not gonna kill you. Okay. Try to work for five. Did that fuck you up? It's like to go back. Sorry, I'm jumping around. Um, when I'll use right now as an example, like I am up at 815. I'm on working at 830. I should be up earlier. I kind of kick myself in the ass over it. Um, but then I usually get off my PC around 1030, 11, depending on. Um, but there's still days that I forget to eat and stuff like that. Um, but when I manage my time now, I just set alarms and stuff. But I we have a downtime with wrestling. So I have a lot more time to do other things right now uh, because, you know, COVID, we can't have live shows and things like that. Um, so I just try to divvy it up, prioritize what's the hardest thing that I have on my plate today. And usually the most difficult thing is what I do first because I don't want to be tired later on in the day and deal with that. Um, they always preach this, you know, fucking, what do they call it? Um, mental health days. I, I, you know, if it works for some people, fine. For me, I... You don't need I don't them. Wanna, I yeah, I don't know what that is. I've had you know, honestly, I, I'll go back when we first started FKD and it, when it really started rolling. I mean, there was days, months, um, we would start and it's both of us. We'd start at eight or nine and we'd go to sleep at one, two in the morning and do it over and over again. Um and I will say for those that want to juggle businesses, learn from my mistake and 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 what I call is water your plants. Um I, if you would have told me then that, um, you know, relationships with friends, family, girlfriends, whatever are very important and you need to manage those while you do this, they don't understand what you're doing because nine times out of 10, the people that are on the outside of your office don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. To an older, to, an, to a person that's in a older generation, they're probably thinking we're just bullshit on the computer when in all actuality, we're over here trying to secure our futures. Um, but every once in a while, take a break and say what's up to those people, you know, they might not be on the same page as you, but trust me, water your plants, all aspects. Um, because the amount of relationships I've, I've messed up, uh, because of that terrible, um, just because I didn't know how to manage my time. I always figured, you know, money over everything. And I still have that mindset, but there are times I have to break away. Um, even if just for yourself, um, I don't, I didn't have hobbies at the time. Um, I started the wrestling company, just because I needed to get out of the house once a month because we were running shows once a month. I was like, all right, what could you do that you won't be, because I get mad at myself for enjoying things. It sounds extremely stupid, but I was raised, because my grandfather was a stockbroker. So we've always been in, you know, understanding money and things like that. And um, it's work, 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 figure everything else later. But there's, Sometimes there is no later and later comes, you don't know what the hell to do. So um, I was like, I need to do something to get out of my house. So we started the wrestling thing and then I turned into a business. I have a curse of 
whenever I enjoy something really well, I turn it into a business. So that's just more shit on my plate. And I, it's hard to manage. Um, I wish I could give you tidbits of gold, but honestly, like I've made a lot of mistakes trying to learn how to manage my time and I've missed a, a ton of things. So I think the only thing I could tell anyone is, is take a break every once in a while. Cause you'll like, I, I've, you know, my uh, business partner, Nathan, um, in the beginning, he was like working for long. I'm like, Hey bro, let me be the crazy one. You go enjoy your life. You know what I mean? Um, I'll get to it later. You know what I mean? I felt like it was like kind of my duty to do all the grunt work for the longest time. Um, but that's just being a control freak. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's literally learning how to schedule your day. If you don't know how to schedule your day, you're going to be fucked because, you need to allow yourself not only just amount of time to go in and do some work, but you need to allow your time to, to decompress from task A to task B because that shit piles up. And then you're wondering why, you know, you're stressed the fuck out at one in the morning because your brain doesn't know how to turn off and calm down. And I had to learn, that took me two years to learn how to schedule things because I just wouldn't allow it. I, I just thought I was Iron Man to just keep going and keep going. And keep going. You can't at some point. Eventually you burn out. You're going to either, you know, overdose or not explain. Um, <laughs> now, at some point, man, you got to really take a step back and be like, yo, all right. Yeah. I mean, go sit on, the, go sit on some grass and do absolutely nothing. Like, yeah. Just try it. I, I don't know what that's like. People have told me this. I still haven't done it. I live <laughs> 10 minutes from the beach. It sounds nice, but I've been trying to go to the beach for the last like four months. I'm not even joking. And I just don't do it. It's, it's hard to make time, but I, I think so many people who start on this path of entrepreneurship, they, their goal is to kind of free up their time and to kind of take their time back from their job. But in in reality, yeah, it ends up being you're working, you know, 10 hour days versus the, you're not allowed to blame anybody else. No, if something fucks up, that's, that's me. Like, and if you're, if you're a person that has hard, a hard time telling, or Look, if you have, if you have, if you hate when people try to tell you about yourself or give you advice, constructive criticism, whether it's good or bad, being an entrepreneur, you have to allow yourself that out, those outside voices as well as your own. Because if you think your shit don't stink, I promise you, you're going to find out real fast that it does. I promise you. If you think that you know, you, I don't give a fuck what college you went to, what you know what I'm saying? If if you don't have the experience, you're going to find out real quick you don't know a lot. And it's crazy. It really is crazy to to kind of realize what you don't know and to kind of <laughs> learn from others when you think you've got it all right. Uh, and sometimes it really is just as easy as making those mistakes for yourself to then realize, right. you know, okay, holy shit, these other people who have more knowledge than me can help me out and will help me out. Right. Um, but going There's, really yeah, quickly, go sorry, just going back to what you said, I think the most important thing, so I wanted part of this interview to be about, you know, multiple streams of income and right. everyone's always chasing that. Right? Uh, right. But what they don't kind of think about is how you have to juggle these things. And you, you said something that really resonated with me, which was allowing yourself to decompress between each task. Absolutely. Even if it's just for 10, 15 minutes, take a walk, have a coffee right. break. You know, don't just go, go, go. Like today, you know, I had, I work my morning shift for the Discord. I'm in there working. And then immediately after that, two interviews back to back, you, someone else before you. And I just needed, you know, 10 minutes in between each. 
just to do well, some I asked rest. you. I was like, bro, you need a break? Yeah, like, you asked. <laughs> there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason I'm like, Vlad, are you all right? Yeah. No? Take another 10, my guy. I don't, I'll go, you know cook some real fast exactly because without that you know the the previous interview would be bleeding into this one and i'd be thinking about some of the stuff that we had talked about so i just took 10 minutes just did some breathing exercises kind of unpacked everything and then i was ready to go on this one versus if you're go 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 you know stuff kind of bleeds into each other which in some senses isn't a bad thing but for the most part it's not you're not going to be able to run all of your businesses more efficiently or most efficiently you're gonna miss shit exactly bad, badly. Like, um, man, I'll use FKD for an example. So, because we're still all manual um, for the most part, um, there was times where, like, I feel like I, there's something out there that I'm missing. I gotta look for it, so I'm searching for it. But while I'm doing that, I'm already exhausted. But then my exhaustion, I'm over here focusing on this other shit. It doesn't give me the brain power to think, hey, you just missed these two pivotal pivotal tasks that you need to get done. You're thinking about, you're in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? Um, giving yourself a break will also allow you to be able to reassess anything that changes during the day. I will have five different things that I need to get done during the day. By the time I'm on the third thing, the remaining two might not even need to be done at that point. Or they might have changed, or I might have to redo number one because something, uh, an intangible happened, and you have to go back and take care of it. Um, I'll give you another example. Say um, for our wrestling show, right? Um, I have to manage twenty people, a ring crew, um, concessions. I do, it's literally me and one other person putting on a show. I've never had any experiences. I hate crowds. When I told people I was running a wrestling show, they're like, "What the fuck? You hate going in public?" I'm like, "Absolutely, I'm still doing it." Um, we had half of the crew not be able to show up because there was a fire in Southern California. Um, so on the fly, I had to figure out how to redo everything. If I didn't have the time to sit down and give myself the five, 10 minutes to think about this shit, to decompress the other shit I was doing and think of and reroute my energy to this, I would have been fucked. And people were talking about it was like the best show I've ever had. And I'm like, cool. You have to not, you have to be able to thrive in chaos. Um, and what I mean by that is, is that and this is a toxic trait. This is my own toxic trait. So I, take this for what it is. I would never suggest it to anybody, but I'm only telling you what works for me. I anticipate the worst fucking shit because I'm a paranoid person. If you think it's fucked up and someone could probably do it, I probably thought about it three different ways. So when bad shit happens, I might stress out over here for about an hour about something. But when or if something really bad happens, you're always ready to go that if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready type of mentality. Um, because say I have to ship this glass. There's, you know, for some people it's like, oh, I just got to go bring it to the post office and do X, Y, and Z. Me, I think, okay, did, this, did the post office scan it? Did the person get it jacked? It, did the person try to fuck me over and say that they didn't get it, but really got it. Did, you know what I'm saying? You got to think of all the things in between of what ifs and be able to have an answer for that. That is what being able to prepare and decompress from other things allows me to do with my brain power to go think about these are the things of preventative shit. Does, it, does that make 100%, sense? percent because, okay. you know, we, we deal with a lot of Amazon guys who are just starting up their Amazon business and they're just go, go, go. 
And right. one of the biggest things that we kind of preach is slow down and think about all of this. Like, you know, right. you think, oh, you're flipping on Amazon. A lot of these flip groups out there, it's just flip, flip, flip makes money. Uh, we're, we're trying to teach people, you know, this is a business that you are starting and you need to right. think about all of the logistics of it before diving headfirst into it. Uh, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. So maybe a toxic trait in a sense that if you're overthinking it a little bit too much, then it can cause some downfalls. But to plan for those situations is going to save you so much time and headache right. in the long run. Proper planning is sometimes, and even though there's, there's going to be times where things that happen that you didn't plan for. The, the move is to not be surprised as much or give yourself five minutes to freak out, but control it. You know what I'm saying? Like, when people come to me with information that derails something I do, I absolutely get pissed off. I hide it from people um, because I'm a, I'm from the school of thought where I don't want anyone to know when there's something wrong because that's on me and not on them. Um, and plus, sounds really stupid, but me being pissed off might affect somebody else in a way where they start fucking up too. If you're in a room with people that are working with you and it's your responsibility to get a job done, by the way that you react to things will completely change how other people react to things. If you're looked at as a leader, you have to lead. Um, and that goes with anything. doesn't matter if it's wrestling or if it works with, um, you know, doing a flip group on Discord. And say, for example, some shit goes down in a Discord and a bot fucks up or something like that and you freak out. People are going to see that and be like, what the fuck? Like, oh shit. Like, maybe I'm, I'm panicking. You know? Uh, and they start freaking out too. You have to... The, I know it sounds like I'm jumping around, but it all boils right back down to the core center. Give yourself time to decompress. It's, it's you know? crucial. It really is. Absolutely. Um, so jumping back to kind of the multiple streams of income talk, uh, mm-hmm. because you've gone from one successful business to starting another one, getting that one up and running, making sure everything's going at least somewhat well, and then starting another. You've got these three. You have others in the pipeline. So... How do you go from, you know, I, I want to talk about the guys or I want to talk to the guys who are at their day jobs right now. How right. do you go from that being your very comfortable only stream of income to then bringing in some side income, which will hopefully lead to a business that you can start where you can leave your job? Um, I, I wish I had some like really cool way to say this, but I was tired of working harder than other people and not getting anything for it. For example, for like the, my day job, you know, I was working at GameStop when I started Factor Mafia. So, and I hated it. They, you know, um, we just to give you a background. We went to a mall store. Cause I was, I was like the top for what I did at GameStop. I could sell anything. I'm really good at, I'm a really good salesman. I've always been good at that. Um, th- we turned a $1.6 million store into a 3.8 and they wouldn't give me a 25 cent raise. And at that point I was like, <laughs> I'm out you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, because the way that I see it is, is that there had to be other ways for people to make money. There had to be, again, I wasn't the most educated. I only knew retail, but I love knowledge. So I was like, what else could I do? And I started flipping sneakers and then, you know, everything's, everything is a stepping stone and an opportunity, no matter how you look at it. So going from a nine to five and saying, you know, I did stupid. I quit completely. And I just started flipping sneakers because the money I was making on flipping sneakers 
was more than I was getting at GameStop at the time, which isn't to say much, but it was above minimum wage. Um, but then you start to think like, you, you start to look at people. Sneaker culture has a ton of, at the time, had a ton of different people in it. Um, anyone from lawyers to, I knew a doctor, there, it's crazy. And then, you know, you start talking about sneakers and start hearing about other things. You know what I mean? Um, the best way that I could tell someone to look at it is, is that laziness at times could be your best friend when it comes to getting a multiple stream. Because sometimes if you're working your nine to five and you just don't have the brain power to say, I'm going to hustle my ass off. What is something that you could put out there with minimal effort to get you some good money? Now, it might seem like, oh, this, no one would care about this shit. You know what I mean? Or no one would do this. It's, that's lazy. No, you're already thinking ahead more so than most people. Most people aren't even having the conversation in their head the way that you are. Some people are definitely not thinking at all about, hey, you know what? My nine to five is cool, but I want to be able to make some more money over here. Let's see if I can pull that off. Just having the momentum and the, the drive to do it I'm not, like I, I tell people all day, I'm not, I'm not a smart person. I don't think, you know what I mean? I don't know if that has to do with self-esteem or I don't believe that um, I'm reinventing the wheel. I don't think that I'm doing anything crazy. I'm just, I'm just a hustler. That's all I do is work harder to, than anybody. It's not, but I mean, I have to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, cause no one's going to do shit for you. Um, so you got to look at it in stages can I get this money to work for me without really doing a lot of work? Uh, maybe if I make some money off of this, this could supplement this hustle over here that I want to have. Cause sometimes it takes money to make money. Um, not everyone's lucky where they could just pop up and, you know, have coding skills. Cause you know, we had to go to college for, it, or the other currency that people don't ever talk about is time. So you, you know, the time that it took for you to learn all that shit to make bots. And, you know, I started stacking mafia with a $200 unemployment check. Oh, I, t- I take that back. I was not working at GameStop. I stopped working at GameStop. I was a caregiver. And during that time, I was low-key about it. I took my $200 uh, unemployment check, and that's what started Fack and Mafia. That, was, that paid for um, – there, there was a bot that people had, and I flipped that for a week and made two grand. The two grand was the, the press cost for the T-shirt for Fack and Mafia. It was all like I need to hustle over here to be able to get enough money so I don't take away from my, my principle was this, the savings that I had, right? I was, I had a bunch of savings and I was living on that as best as I could. I had no job and I, you know, I wasn't even, I wasn't doing shit. I was just doing caregiver stuff because my grandfather was really sick at the time. I took the money. So I, I said that, I said, I'm going to do this to flip it into this. If this is successful, I could pay for this. And then that, the t-shirts turned into, I could pay for this, this, this and hustle. You, you got a plan. Like me, I, my brain goes in eight different directions. So I thought, okay, I want to try this candle shit. I got to keep this, I got to keep this uh, uh, clothing thing going because it does have momentum. And I enjoy doing it. I could take a few of the dollars here, start flipping sneakers again. Okay, cool. Then you start planning. I just did this all in my head. It's simple math. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure there was a more efficient way on a spreadsheet that someone could have done it, but I just did it the way that I knew how. But it was like, I just didn't want to lose shit. So my nine to five or my, my, again, my, my, my thing to say to someone with the nine to five is, is this is, is map it out. Where do you want to be business wise? Everyone wants to be a billionaire, millionaire, whatever. Everyone wants to go and do all the cool. Okay. But how, what is your process going to be? 
What is going to be the, 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 the struggles that you're going to have? What are the things that are coming up down the line? Are you moving out? Uh, are, is there t- like problems with you and your lady? You got you to gotta mentally prepare for that type of shit because money don't sleep anyway. These hustles, they end when you end. So if you can't, if you're getting in some bullshit and it's going to co- cost you two or three days, that's two or three days away from you getting to the, to the goal that you have. Me, I'm stupid, so I just didn't have a goal. I just like I need to make money. You want to make money? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I gotta get paid. I I wasn't into like clothing crazy. I wasn't really in. I was like, but I just need to make money. I don't. I just gotta be able to save in case some bad shit happens. Yeah. You know. So one of my biggest things that I hear from a lot of people is like, you know, oh, I'm I'm comfortable in my job. I don't think it'll work out in any sort of business sense. I want to start something but I just haven't. And I think that comes out of kind of this comfort that I'm talking about. Oh man, the comfort's terrible. They're, they're, they're scared to start something. And you talked yep. about, you know, just get out and do it. You're, you're going to fail. You've failed a bunch of times. You've come from very humble beginnings, but if you have that drive to make it work, you will make it work. Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and that's not just what business. Can I, can I hit, please, hit you with something real fast? Please. So I had now again, I, you know, I, I didn't, I might not be a subscriber to the idea of mental health, but I I do believe that mental health is a very important thing. So I had this really bad thing where I'd get bad panic attacks and I wouldn't leave the house. And people, that's why when I said, you know, when I started my wrestling thing that people were shocked by, it. I people call me a hermit. I don't really, I, at the time, three years ago, I, I, I didn't go out, didn't go nowhere. When people saw me, they freaked out like, damn, nigga, you really out here? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and I couldn't even go to wrestling shows. Uh, wrestling was like my biggest passion at the time. And I was just like, I can't even do this shit because I'd have like, you know, I'd freak out because of the crowds or whatever. Went, got the therapy, yada, yada, yada. I've, you know, you can't catch me at home. I mean, obviously COVID, you know what I mean? But like, I'm always out to do, do shit. What I'm going to with that is, is that everything that's ever happened to me in my life that was great was a thousand percent out of my comfort zone. If it feels like I can't do it, I've run at it with crazy speed and that self-doubt or um it is self-doubt when you see you see something outside your comfort zone you're like i don't know if i can achieve that bro i promise you on everything you won't if you don't find out that you can't achieve it you'll find out that you could achieve something else that you had no idea that you were going to be doing if you would have told me six seven years ago that i was going to be doing affiliate marketing with amazon and ebay i would have been like what the fuck is that <laughs> what are you kidding me like yeah. if you would have told me i would have had a t-shirt company and, you know, that we do sellouts and people flip it on eBay and all this other shit. I'm like, why? How? Who? Me? Like, I don't even dress nice. Um, if you would have told me f- three years ago, three and a half years ago, that I was going to have a, I, not only was I going to be uh, going to wrestling shows, but owning a promotion that is gaining traction and popular, that's going to end up being on TV and all this other shit. If you would have told me that, I would have been like, huh? You don't really get to dictate as much you in your mind might think, you know what? I have this one hustle here and I'm going to ride this motherfucker to the wheels fall off. You got to be open-ended and open-minded enough to know any opportunity that comes to you. Somebody might come to you with some information and be like, yo, check this out. Yada, whatever. And you might pause and be like, Oh, that's out of my wheelhouse. You won't ever catch me saying no to somebody. I'll be like, Amy, get back to you on that. And I research it. Um, great example. Um, I'm leaving the So, I, because COVID was fucked up and I don't trust these assholes on planes and shit. Uh, Cause I think someone's going to sneeze on me. I'm a fucking spaz out. I drove across the country looking at real estate 
because California is hell and you can't really no, you, real estate hell right out here. So I was like, oh, real estate. Yeah, let's go jump into that. Okay, cool. Started learning about the real estate and how all that shit worked. And then I started thinking proactively like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm leaving um, beginning of September and doing another trip. I'm driving through the South. I potentially might be building a structure that I didn't even build this real estate property three months ago. I didn't really, wasn't really even thinking about real estate too hard. You know what I'm saying? You have to be always ready to go. If you have your core understanding of what you could do, um, cause everyone that's, that's chasing the, chasing that hustle. I mean, chasing that, um, chasing the, the, the flow of income and extra streams of income, you're a hustler. Big time. You might not think it, but you're definitely a hustler. Like yeah. if you are on two streams, when you really look at it, four to six, ain't that unobtainable because the hardest, uh, transition that anyone will ever have is turning one to two. Yeah. One stream going to the next one and proving to yourself that you could do it. Now the illest shit is, is that probably 70% of the people that try to get that second stream fail. And that's, that sucks. But if you sit there and you stop and you completely fail, you're like, Oh fuck, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to stick to this nine to five. That's all I got for me. Then that's the biggest L you could ever take. For some people. I mean, I, I, I don't want to ever push right. anyone. This is the crypto. Oh, no, no, this is not podcast. to say, this is not to say that you are a failure. Yeah. And was, you fucking yeah, yeah. suck at life. <laughs> I'm saying that you failing yourself, you're doing yeah. yourself a disservice by saying, Hey, I wasn't good over here and sticking with one source. You could go and do other shit. You can try other stuff. I think absolutely. I think absolutely. The, the coolest thing about on, like being an entrepreneur, being a business owner is that you really live outside of your comfort levels. Have and, to. Yeah. 100%. It, you have to. And it's just, it's a different feeling, man. You know, sitting at your job every day, it's comfortable. But in my opinion, it was boring and it was a waste of my time, which is why I left. Uh, and and for the, that feeling that you get of just being out of your element a little bit, figuring it out, learning new shit, and then getting really good at it enough so that you can make money from it. it mm. it's, it's a feeling that's unmatched in my opinion. And it's okay if you decide you just want to stick with the nine to five. I'm not downing that. There's in some ways I'm envious of people sometimes that just don't have to worry about the shit that I worry about. You know what I mean? There's days where I'm just, my ass has been kicked. I'm just like, but I'm tired. Like, you know what I mean? Like it would be cool just to be able to clock out at 5 PM and not have to worry about it. But I'm too addicted to this lifestyle for me to ever change that. And I don't think I'd ever be able to go revert because I'd be quick to tell someone that's stupid that's above me. So I can't do that. But if you decide to say, Hey, you know what? it didn't work. All right. You know, that's, that's on you. Like, that's okay. You know what I mean? This, this type of lifestyle is definitely not built entrepreneur lifestyle, the hustler mentality. That's not for everybody. Cause if it was, we'd all be hustlers. And then therefore we'd be all be making the same money and everything that comes with that. Um, so yeah, that's really it's what that is. a small subcategory of people. And I applaud anyone who does kind of pursue it. Um, so Absolutely. I want to kind of get back to a couple things you talked about, you know, no high school diploma, yeah. no formal education. You have been very successful in life. Uh, do you think this kind of traditional education system that's set up is, you know, going to be something that's still around 50, 100 years from now? No, absolutely not. Do education you, is... Do you think, also sorry, do you think yeah. that you need it to be successful? I think you do, to a point. I I honestly believe that I would have been able to see... Like, because I didn't graduate, didn't turn me into a hustler. I've always had it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've always had that in me. 
I honestly believe that there were, I would have been 10 steps ahead of where I'm at now because I would have been able to look at things from a different perspective, from a business aspect, um, for having that formal education. So like when I, when I tell that to people, it's not as a brag. I actually like down myself quite a bit cause I never graduated high school. Um, and it made probably the journey of where I'm going right now, 10 times harder. I probably could have achieved so much more in such less time. You know what I mean? hundred um, percent. Yeah. I, I personally yeah. don't like it when entrepreneurs say college is a scam. You don't need college. I mean, technically oh. you don't, but as someone who's graduated from college and you know, you're speaking on it yourself, it does give you some advantage advantages that you wouldn't yeah. have elsewhere. You know, sure. whether it's the networking, whether it's learning how to learn properly, you know, it's these right. things that are kind of a little bit more intangible. Uh, and it's not necessarily the piece of paper that you get at the end of it that gets you ahead in life. It's kind of the, the stuff that you learn along the way as you go through high school and college. So right. I, I personally hate when entrepreneurs knock any kind of formal education. It's, it turns back into um, a, a lot of entrepreneurs are full of energy. Yeah. And we just don't know what to do with it. So when someone says, oh, hey, here's some advice. They're like, no, nah, I know everything. Hey, fam, if you want to give me some foundational inf information that might change the way that I look about how I get my hustle on, I'm definitely going to listen to it. Um, that might just because, but might be because I haven't got the formal education that I should have gotten. But also at the same time, even at someone that's educated, things change from day to day. Every market changes. Every, fundamentals change from time to time. You know what I mean? So going from the outlook of, you know, I don't need that information or you shouldn't get that college education because I could, most of the time that people are telling folks not to go to college, you usually have something to sell them that they learned from college. <laughs> and that's just me. The, whenever I see someone hustling or someone's trying to put something out, the first question I ask is how are they fucking them over. You know what I mean? Not saying that everyone that's in business is going to fuck them over. That's just, like I told y'all, I'm a paranoid person. But that kind of simplifies things to a way where it's like, if you've got this guy over here is usually a motivational speaker or he does motivational talks, then he has something to sell you. Of course, hey, I'm going to give you all the knowledge that I learned. He's repackaging the commodity. I mean, knowledge is a commodity. Um, he's, repack he's repackaging a commodity that he learned and paid for in college to sell it to somebody else that's probably going to end up saying, shit, I should have gone to college. You know what I mean? If they're looking for that type of shit. But I'm not going to knock people say that go to college. Absolutely not. I love the fact that people say, I hate the cost of college. That's yeah. another conversation. I think that's bullshit. Um, but absolutely. I believe that people should, I should, I think, I believe that college is a trade and people don't want to call it that because they need to learn how to sell college to people. But it's a trade. It's a giant trade school almost where, Hey, you want to be a doctor? I mean, go, go, we're going to teach you how to learn how to be a doctor. You want to be a um, international finance or whatever. We're going to teach you how to do that. It's no different from people going and learning how to, you know, weld things and shit like that. It's just form of education. So find what you want to learn and run with it, but absolutely 100% get your fucking education. Don't listen me. I'm 33. I could have probably, you know, by the time of 27, 28, accomplished what I accomplished and knocked off years of struggle and stress if I would have had that right education. So. Hey man, I love yeah. to hear it. And as someone who went to college myself, like I, I might not be using a lot of the stuff that I learned there, but it definitely has helped me along the way. And I think I am ahead of where I would, where I would be if I had said no to college. 
But that's right. just my personal opinion. Again, absolutely, you know, it's opinions. It, it's it's what works for everybody. But I I just I hate the guys who are like, no, do not go to college. You know, those guys when they're when they're pushing one specific mindset, it's hard for me to get behind. Well, it's I always ask like, why? Yeah, what? <laughs> right. Can you give me an honest reason why? Like, you know, what I'm saying like you're telling a stranger, would you tell your fucking son not to go to college, your daughter not to go to college? Honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's, that's a the different ch- conversation, that's, right? Yeah, there. That, everything <laughs> changes. Don't tell me some shit you wouldn't tell your family. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't it. do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's a couple more things I do want to talk about. And then I usually wrap up with, you know, similar questions in every episode. But before we get to that, um, you know, I talked about networking in college and you didn't have that, but you hang around with some very smart, high net worth individuals. Um, you know, some people, for example, uh, I'll talk about stun, you know, be, um, a lot of the, the resale community, like resale calendar, uh, you, you hang around with these guys who are fucking killing it. Um, right. How did you kind of develop those relationships? How did they come to be? How can you leverage your network to really boost yourself into higher success? So for, I'll use resale calendar. That's Nathan. So there's two of us. So we kind of spread ground fast, but I'm not saying like we're cool with these people because of those reasons. It's just Nathan has a completely different network than I do. Got it. And then I have my own network over here. So like it's... I'll just say this, the the people that I come in contact with that just so happen like to have hot, you know what I'm saying? They're up there. I, I don't, I mean, I don't talk to them a lot about business. That's, you know what I mean? We put information out and if it's time for us to talk about business, we'll do it. But I just talk to people about life. The best way, like I'll tell you, I learned how to network from sneakers. Um, and people used to joke about it all the time. Cause I'm like, did y'all network with anybody? Do y'all know how to talk and have a conversation with anybody? Um, so whenever I used to go get kicks, I used to get like 10, you know, at a time and a day before, you know, whatever of the sneaker spot I used to go to and people would hit me up like, bud, how do you get cool with these people? I'm like, what do you mean how you get cool with these people? You go in there and talk to them about their you fucking have a conversation. job. <laughs> no, I, if you came, like when I worked at GameStop, people wanted to shit early. Um, you come to GameStop and start talking to me, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you at all, but I'm already here. I've been here for four days. I'm waiting to get the fuck off work and get out of here. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like when you, like it sucks to say this, but you just got to learn how to be able to be a sociable person. Like I, I genuinely like the people that I talk to. You know what I mean? I, I genuinely like the people that I, I'm, a, I'm a, I surround myself with. And nine times out of 10, you could see there's people that only surround themselves with people within business just for business. I genuinely give a shit about people. That's probably a flaw to some, but no, like, no, it's, you know, <laughs> to the I, wrong I, people. That's a flaw. I'd say. Exactly. Right. Like some people might look at that as weak, but like, I just, I've never fucked nobody. You know what I mean? Like I've never gone out of my way to, to fuck somebody. If anything, I always try to be like, hey, I can't do nothing with this information, but why don't you peep this over here? Like, there's, there's, people freak out. Like, um, there's a dude that I know locally and he's involved with whatever he's involved with. And I tried to hip him just to the stock market. And I'm not a day trader by any means. I have my own understanding of principles of what I do with my own investments. And I told it to him and he, he freaked out, like, what do you want from me? I'm like, nothing, blood. I just see you in a good position to do something. I don't. He goes, do you get anything out of this? I'm like, fam, I'm just giving you info. Do what you want with it. He was he was dumbfounded because so many people now are on some, like, ruthless shit. Um, and this all plays into the networking part. 
when you show people that are from, if you are a stand-up individual, if you are a solid person, at first people are going to be resistant to it because they just don't know how to handle that because it's so uncommon now for people to be humans when it comes to business. Everything is always about the dollar, right? Ruthless. It, and and in, all, in all reality, yeah, things are about the dollar, but I know how to say no to $10 and move that to somebody else that might need it more than me because down the line, you never know. You might be down bad. And that favor might be returned to you. It's not karma. It's just being a good, decent person. People don't forget shit when they're down bad. But also, people don't forget that when they're up top, too. If people come talking to me, usually it's about T-shirts, free shit, blah, 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 blah. But it's the people that come talk to me about, hey, blood, here's something that I know you might be into. And just general casual conversation, man. Jesus Christ. That's why I don't talk to a lot of people, because people don't know how to do that. Um, Be yourself. And, you know, there's a whole lot that goes behind that, but Stun's a really cool – Stun, me and him have a very similar mindset about information that I've seen. And, you know, without he hesitation, it, he's cool as shit, and I get that. You know what I mean? So, like, me and him are in the X, Y, and Z. A lot of people – not a lot of people, but a lot of people want to know who Stun is. If you don't know him, you don't know him. Like, that's on you. But, like, I'm just saying, like, there's similar mindsets of people that you have that you – you gravitate towards and that's not just with him but there's other people that are involved with that type of stuff so when you see people like that of course you're going to gravitate and people could say oh well that's not networking that's just being friends i'm like dumbass if you really <laughs> think about it all the people that's ever done anything of worth as a group of people they've all had a common thread you know sometimes it might have been money sometimes the, hey you know what? All these people play Dungeons and Dragons, but just so happens two of them are stockbrokers, one's a real estate agent, and after a while, they like and trust each other enough where they're just going to spend their money with each other. Turn your turn your networking off. Don't even use the term. I hate the fucking term. Networking has the word networking has been stepped on so many times that it means nothing because now you see people that are desperate. How can it. I use you? Right. And I'm like, blood, what the fuck do you need from me? Like, I don't, there's nothing that I am doing that you can't achieve for yourself. I'm a very big believer of that. Like, I understand that to some people it's like, damn, you got hella shit going on, bro. I live by myself. My girlfriend doesn't live with me. I, you know, I got time all the time to, to, you know, the tools that I've learned to do it. And I said it before and I said, I'm not the smartest person, but if I could achieve it, you could achieve it. You know what I'm saying? And this is not some like, oh, well, look at the variables. No, no, no. Absolutely not. You He's overcame gotta, most of them, bro. Like right. It's like, come on. Um, but if I'm, I, I, and here's the other thing. Like you said, like I'm around, you know, really smart people. They don't really make me feel stupid. The smartest, the most intelligent people I know, or wise, most wise people that I know, never once make me feel inadequate for being who I am. You know what I'm saying? Because that that's that's some dumb shit so you know at one point they they were yeah. in your shoes and you know someone else was been. helping then you never out, know you what know? someone's been through fam yeah you have no clue go watch a movie called falling down if you guys have never seen it that'll give you a real understanding this nigga just wants to go home see his kid and then someone pissed him off and he goes spazzes out <laughs> hey man <laughs> i feel that yeah you know but no, it's, it's I mean, crazy honestly going back to to kind of what you really touched on was you weren't looking to develop any kind of monetary relationship with a lot of these people. You gravitated to them because they had similar mindsets to you. You know, I see someone like stun who's just putting information out there, trying to put people on trying to connect the right people. 
And I've slowly started to see you're doing that same thing. You know, we haven't really connected too much or very recently we connected, started just shooting the shit. Um, and it, it's, you, you guys are a different breed, honestly. And I think more people need to understand that, you know, networking isn't how can I use this person or what can they do for me or what can Yo, I can do you hear for me? them? I think I cut out. Are you cut out? I can hear you. Can you hear me? You there? Yo. Yeah, yeah, it, it 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 froze and then it caught up. Go ahead. There we go. There we go. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it should be less about you know what can this person do for me, what can I get out of them, what can I do for them to then get something in return. It's right. it's you're just connecting, having these conversations with people, sharing information, trying to put other people on, and you know at the end of the day, at some point that could turn into some sort of business relationship. You guys could benefit and grow from each other. But for the most part, it's the last thing on your mind. I just like putting people on. That's, yeah, I love to see it. I love like, to I, see it. I, I know what I do is different. And like, you never know what people are into, what their what their interests are or things like that. And another thing that you could take from it is, is that, and then my grandfather taught me this. He was like, you're, and it's like, you could think of Yelp also in the same breath. People will be quick to tell somebody about somebody that is a piece of shit to them or fucked them over. It's very rare to find people that will be like, oh, that's such a good guy and here's why. People like to discuss the negative. I hate that. It's it's just how it's the condition of the human mind. I don't, it's, you know, it is what it is. But if you go around and be an asshole in the terms of networking or business, you have a bad reputation of business it never leaves you know what i mean it's it's learning how to sacrifice a little to make a lot and that's just saying that there's there's points that you got to say no to some money might sound stupid but there's gonna be points where it's like hey you can make x amount over here but in the in the term of you doing this you might be able to fuck over some people that you're cool with now not the way to do business right there you could if you were a G about it, you go up to him and say, hey, man, I found some ways to make some money that might, might be in your lane. Go and take it and run with it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the way I I'll, I don't give a shit what's going on. Now, people would be like, oh, for a million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. If you told me there's a way that I can make a million that fucks over these two other people that are also able to make that same money, I'm going to put the money in their pocket because they already have the brand recognition. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're a different I'll let breed, them go man. and run with it. And yeah, you have to go you, and you run truly with it. Are. There, there, I'll put it this way. Um, there's a um, uh, another t-shirt company named Uncivilized. A really good friend of mine named Fomer Simpson. Cool guy. He um, he flips designs like I do. Okay. Um, he and I get compared to, not in a negative way, but to anybody with an ego, they'd be bothered by it. Okay. Now, there is a shirt that is dropping that I have that has Bob Ross on it because we're compared to and say in the same similar lane, he had one as well. Nothing bad, nothing, you know, nothing crazy. I hit him up. I say, Hey, blood out of respect. I'm going to drop this tea. You good with that? If you would have told me, no, I would have not have done it out of respect. You know what I'm saying? And we're all, we're both in the same lane. It's just, okay. Here's another example. When we did factory deals, um, there were a whole bunch of sneaker um, affiliate link um, accounts and we knew most of them and we never did sneaker deals unless it was eBay 
and eBay had um, like these codes that you could get like X amount percentage off and none of them were working with eBay. So we just did it. As soon as we did that, we know because it's a different lane. No one's affected. It's not even branding fucked up. We noticed them starting to do more of the stuff that we did. And we're like, all right. Out of respect to two people, um, it was uh, Sneaker Steel and Adidas Alert, um, Cody. We never did sneaker, you know, foot action, finish line. We never did it. For one week, we started doing it because it was just like, all right, now you're really trying to step on toes. But we're just going to say, okay, I guess there's no rules. And we started doing it. Folks chilled the fuck out immediately. And that's not, and that's not talking shit on them. It's just saying like, yo, we're not fucking with y'all. We actually send people on. We added people and we sent business to them all day. But it's felt like the same respect. I mean, even some of them were like scripting to where word for word, they'd steal what we were doing and put it on there with their own affiliate link, which is not a big deal. It really truly is. Um, again, to other folks, they might be offended by that. But I was like, damn, bro. Like, I didn't think it was that serious. You know what I'm saying? So we just, we switched it up for one week and they, you know, all right. We back you know off. what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you have to, you have to be respectful of the people that you quote unquote network with. It's a network fam. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the bare understanding is, is that you are network. You are working with these people. You might be in different fields, different lanes, but in some way you can work with them. So yeah. why would you go out of your way to fuck them? Why don't you put that money in their pocket that could grow so they could probably put you on in the same way. And if they don't, they don't. You are in control of your own hustles. You are in control of your own destiny when it comes to that. What's to stop you from trying to make that million also? They're doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's very much about, you know, creating someone that you can work with potentially down the line, even if you are competition. You know, there's there's a sort of mutual respect and almost brotherhood or sisterhood uh, that you're you're putting out there when you put these other people on instead of creating this competition that gets much more fierce and ends up hurting you in the long run. You know, you going and saying, yeah. I'm going to drop this Bob Ross shirt. You cool with that? You know, just you reaching out. Yeah. If he wasn't and you dropped it without asking, you guys are now quote unquote enemies. You're very much big competition now. We're going to be at each other's throats. That's the question, right? Like notice out of any time I was talking about anybody else that people would have said, we're in this, I'm in the same lane as you, but it doesn't mean I'm competing with you. I don't, I compete with myself. Um, You know, you might call it ego, but I'm probably one of the most hustling motherfuckers I know. You're going to have to hustle. You have to find another day in the week to hustle harder. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. Right. So having the mindset of I'm competing with myself, axes and get, completely gets rid of the, the jealousy fact. What I mean by that is, is like, say for example, me and you are in the same lane. We don't even, we don't even have to be cool. We're not networking. We're not friends. I still don't look at you as competition only for the fact that I'm going to use what you're doing to learn to better myself. If you look at what somebody else has and you say, damn, I'm going to write down and try to figure out that blueprint and apply it to my own. That's a hustler. If you look at another person that might be in competition with you, might be your friend, doesn't matter who it is. And you look at him and then you're like, man, he shouldn't have that. She shouldn't be able to be on, that's a hater. You know what I'm saying? Are you a hustler or are you a hater? I've never once in my life ever hated on anybody. I see someone in a lane, similar to mine or mine. Okay, that's what it is. Are they doing, what are they doing with their branding? Damn, I could apply that to mine, my, my little blueprint. Okay, I'm gonna run that. Oh, they fucked up over on this. I'm, not, I'm gonna stay away. Well, how can I flip that? How can I adjust this? Everyone always says like, oh, everything's oversaturated. Yeah, everything's oversaturated when you 
fucking do the same, the same shit, shit as somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what what are you talking about? Are you are you executing properly? Are you doing different materials? Are you are you marketing into a different demographic outside of the box of the demographic that you were originally marketing as? What's what are you sending? How are you doing this? You know what I mean? There's a thousand questions that you hold you have to hold yourself accountable for. I'd rather ask myself those a thousand questions over and over and over again before I question why someone's where they're where they are and I'm not there yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a hater. Focus on yourself. Focus on your own growth. It's, Mind your own fucking business. It, yeah, it's it's if, why you're where you're at and where others have failed. Cause, I think. Because what if you do some foul shit and you hate on that person, right? What if they're not um, a calm individual? What if they don't shrug it off? What if someone that is bigger than you, uh, in in your lane, decides to you know what? I could fuck with this person as much as I want, just for entertainment, and there's nothing they could do about it. You're not the only person that's aware of the surroundings. You know what I mean? So with that being said, if you don't know how to mind your business, you might just kick the hornet's nest for no reason. I mean, it kind of what, sounds like that's what some of those sneaker accounts did to you guys, you know, when they started um, ripping their ripping your shit. I don't think they did it maliciously. I, no. I, I still don't. I think they were just like, hey, here's some more money I can make and let's go from there. I don't think it was like, fuck them. We're going to. It was never like that. I think they just looked at it from a short term rather than a long term. I was always like, hey, if you're doing this, why don't you wrap it up in your own little way of gift wrapping so then people will know your brand versus mine. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all we got is branding at that point. You know what I'm saying? And whatever you do, I want you to be the best at it. Just let me be over here and do what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I don't want to bother nobody. I'm not trying to fuck with nobody. I'm going to be working on my own branding. You could. There's so much money to be made out there. I think people get so hyper-focused on the little lanes that they're in or not even little, the lanes that they're in and the, and they focus on who's next to them rather than what's in front of them. And then that's when they start fucking up. You know what I'm saying? You're worrying about uh, company A, B and C and not seeing the huge detour in front of you. You could use that brain power to go and focus on that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no reason for you to be out there. So focused on another person's business, unless you're studying it, applying it, or studying it, applying it to yourself, and then also maybe giving that information to them. Maybe down the line you might merge. Who knows? You know what I mean? Sky's the limit. Stop focusing on bullshit. No, there's nothing there for you. I promise you. I've seen I've seen people that have way more than me tenfold. And as soon as their energy started changing, it was all bad. But then you also have people that are really, really well, well off and they've done their shit. And you ask them, they'll tell you the same shit. I just focused on myself. You know what I'm saying? Do you think, uh, you know, it's just, there's a lot of examples. I'm just saying like, when you ask a billionaire, ask, ask Jeff, ask Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, like, Hey fam, are you worried about this shit over here? Fam, I'm worried about this, this giant thing that I got putting over here. I pay people to go worry about that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. You can't be, you can't be in that mindset. You have to, you have to always rise above that and be, be who, who you projected to be when you first started this, this plan, this hustle. Yeah. I think the most important thing again is just to really focus on your own shit, figure out how to run your business really? properly before you start looking at anybody else. Right. Um, so I do want to bring it back to one last thing before. And we I'm sorry up. for jumping around. No, I know no, I, I, I'd be going left and right. It's just my mind, how it works. Well, I don't, don't know. apologize. You got, a lot listening. Going on. <laughs> you got a lot going on and there's a lot of information that these people need. So I totally get it. Um, but I do want to bring it back to one very specific thing because like I said, the show is for entrepreneurs looking to kind of 
learn something, maybe learn a new way to make money. Yeah. When you think of Fat Kid Deals, you know, you guys have the affiliate marketing dialed in. You guys are killing it at what you do. Uh, so do you have any tips for those guys who are thinking about getting into the affiliate marketing game or who are already in that game who want to take their whatever they're doing to the next level? Just find your demographic. Know who you're speaking to. Know and be knowledgeable. You know what I mean? Don't don't just sell people bullshit or find things for people to bullshit with. It's, it, you're, you're not... People are just like, oh, I'm an Amazon, blah, 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 blah. No, we're fat deals. We work with Amazon. That's the difference. That's what I, that's, that's the mindset. You know what I'm saying? We, we want to be able to have our own branding because there's other stuff that we have that we want to do down the line. That's just, you know, that's that, that you need branding for. If you're jumping into the affiliate game, it's a long one. It's not, fam, I locked myself in a room for a year and a half and I'm not exaggerating. Anyone that knows me could tell you that. I went through hell to get this shit cracking and I did it. We did it. We did it as a group. I wasn't the only person involved. Um, repetition. It's, it's, it's the foundations for anything. It's not just affiliates. It's just all around repetition and be the master of, of, of what you are trying to conquer. You know what I mean? You can't, I'm, I'm not going to tell you I'm the best. I don't need to, you know what I mean? People, when they say, Oh, fat kid deals X, Y, and Z, they know what it is. That's because of the thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of work that we put in. We did that. You know what I mean? The, Man, not, <laughs> for example, this is the dedication. Like uh, when I still lived at my mom's house, uh, the switch was releasing, but we didn't know when. No one knew when, okay? It was one in the morning, one thirty in the morning. Both of us were like, all right, fuck it. It's going to be in the morning because we usually operate off the East Coast time. That's another thing for you. We're on the West Coast. We, we really be operating on some East Coast shit. Um, as soon as we got off, he was in bed. I went to the bathroom. I was, I was, I was literally on the toilet and my alert went off. I, I ran with my fucking pants around my ankles to go get this shit done. And, and we did it. That might not seem like a lot, but when you have it to where there's dedication to what you do and a sense of pride of what you do. Yeah. People are like, Oh, you're just a Twitter account. You're just a page fam. Like we were out here helping teachers get their, fucking school supplies on the low. Didn't even want a pat on the back for it. Didn't give a shit. We just wanted to make sure people had it. Like we, we built a platform to help other folks while being able to be uh, make some money for ourselves. That's not a loss. So you have to look at what you want to do with it. If you want an affiliate account, cool. You could, there's a thousand. When I tell you there's thousands, there's, there's thousands, a lot more than you know, but you don't see them a lot because they just do the same shit. Um, so before people say, oh, all you do is post links. Cool. I want you to think about it that way because that makes my life 10 times easier. But if you don't look at it as from branding, from marketing, from timing, which is a huge fucking thing, read the room. What's going on in the world? You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. There's a lot that goes into this. Um, it almost is to the point where the the thing that we worry about least is what, what we post because Again, branding. If you have a solid brand, people will fuck with you. But you have to be genuine about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're letting letting on a lot here. You know, the thing that I took away from that is, you know, focus on the big picture, which is very important. You know, when you think, when, when people say, oh, you're just, you know, affiliate links, you're just a Twitter account, they're wrong. 
and they're they're so small minded to think that. And I think when people think affiliate links, they think, you know, I'm gonna post something, someone's gonna click on it, I'm gonna make a dollar, and that's it. Right. It's so much more than that, and you really do need to think big picture, or you're not gonna become one of the top dogs. No, and here's another thing: is saying maybe you don't have to be the top dog. You know what I'm saying? Maybe for you, finding something sustainable with affiliate marketing to go and fund something else that you know you could excel with, that might be the move. It's just a form of income. Have that stream coming in, put it towards something else. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm weird. I, I want to be great at what I do. You know what I mean? That's just a standard that I hold to myself. But that not, not, not be for someone that's listening right now. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, like, do the best with what you can while you have it. With, with this. And I, I think that also does speak to going back to looking at the big picture. Like you're saying, you, you might want to be the best, but you know, if you're starting out, you know, you're dropping affiliate links, realize what the end goal is and figure out where you want to stop. If you're going to stop at some point and understand that that's okay. Right. Um, it's know, not easy. That's the, that's the biggest thing I can tell you. Like if you want to look at it from just a affiliate standpoint, it's not easy. It took like three years for us to really get a crack in. And the returns aren't there. What people really think is like, oh, we're rolling them up. The returns for those three years, they were not there. They weren't. You had we just were trying to get it cracking. Like, cause there was it was it was new at the time. Now everyone has affiliate link, but it's it was hard. Like it was actually difficult. And the people are are skipping affiliate links and making full-blown like discords for them, which is cool. We don't mind that. We actually applaud that. Do you be shocked at the people that, that hit, hit us up? Like, Hey, can we, can you go into our, I'm like, we can't, we don't because we're manual. We're that, we're, I mean, I guess you could consider we're old school affiliate link. Like we're, yeah. we're like, we're, we're not bot. Like the bots that we have aren't, no, we're, we still search all of our shit, all of the deals we have. That's all manual, all manual. I'm proud of that. You know what I mean? Because there's no algorithm that we could fuck around with. No, because we know what our audience is. We know who we're speaking to. We're proud of that. We love that. Can we, uh, this might be a tough ask from you, but can we put the audience onto one place that you find these deals? Slick deals. Slick deals. There we go. Slick deals. Everyone, I'll use it as a tool. Like slick deals might find something that, that we didn't see. And then also in the same breath, where there's stuff that we've posted and we end up seeing it on slick deals. Slick Deals is a forum for those that don't know what Slick Deals is. I was going to say, I I don't think a lot of my audience even knows what Slick Deals is. So I'm glad you said Slick Deals because I think that's a great place to start where you can kind of see all of these Slick Deals or deals compiled into one place. And then you can go deep down the rabbit hole. Slick Deals is is smart. They they were around. So Discord, if you you guys guys are listening, you have Discord. Most of you guys do. Before that, it was a web browser. That was a forum. That's how you communicated with people. And that was like old school, like 90s and 2000s ways of tech before MySpace and Facebook. That was social media on a, on a very um, new scale, which was forums at the time. And Slick Deals has been a forum forever. And it's they, they've always done a good job. We don't, I, I want to say like, we probably get less than 5% of our stuff from there, but a tool is a tool, no matter how you look at it. Um, so you know, you guys had the same um, tools that I have, you know, just do your due diligence. That's all I can say. hundred percent. All right. Um, I do like to wrap up the interviews with 
two last questions. And first, yeah, I want to say thank you because we just talked about a lot of stuff. How, how, so how long have your episodes been? I've only listened to the first one. I told you privately that you got to stop listening you. to the early ones. I'm telling you, those are no, terrible. the early ones are fine. No, no, they're not terrible. Like no, no, no. Like it's oh, of course. Well, you're the biggest critic of yourself, but I, I do. I do. I think I'm doing a much better job recently. The, I think I've really come to find my voice. So if you're going to listen to any, I'd say go for the later episodes. But um, looks like I may have lost you there for a second. Can you hear me? Said, yeah, yeah, there you go. It does that freeze thing. Sorry, yeah, man. Yeah, no, you, you froze up a little bit. I was like, I don't yeah. know if you can even hear me. Okay, okay, go ahead. Uh, but so, no, I, I was just saying, you know, I, I like some of the more recent stuff I've been putting out more than that old stuff. It's it's night and day to me. Um, okay. But, but sorry, I cut you off there. Uh, you were saying something. No, I was saying, how long are your episodes usually? Because I told you before, like, I talk a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm usually to myself. But if you start asking me questions, I don't got a problem talking. No, see, I love it. I've actually, you know, originally when I started, they were 30 minutes, 45 minutes long. Oh, over shit. The, over the court, no, over the course of the last year and a half, two years that I've been doing this, they've really started to get longer because I enjoyed these longer conversations. And I Got think it. it's a lot more fluid. You know, I feel like we had more of a conversation today than an interview. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like that more person personally. Sweet. Um, so with these last two questions, I, I still ask these. I've started with these and I still ask these to this day. Yeah. Um, you know, what are you most excited for in the coming 12 months? You have oh, a lot on your plate. Uh, but if you had to pick one thing that you are really looking forward to, what's it going to be? Oh, man, that's a that's scary. That's a yeah, scary question. Right. <laughs> because man, my life is so up pick up and go right now, it's not even funny. Everything like everything is hectic right now in a good way. But it's just what I'm excited for. It's gonna sound very weird, but I I excitement can go two ways, right? You can be excited for something in a good way and a bad way. I want to see how this election goes just for the markets and all the fucking strings that are attached to it. I just want to get past it. If I could fast forward to like January, 2021, I'm probably going to regret saying this. If I could, if I could fast forward to 2021, January, I'd do it because the, there's so many things hinging on so many other things and the fucking domino effect is going to happen. There's, and I don't know what's going on. I'm excited to see what that is. Just out of chaos. Yeah. I, I just, there, there's a lot of uncertainty in the air right now. Oh, and I shit. think a lot of people are anticipating this election or at least waiting for it. And so I think that's a big thing to keep on the radar that maybe not a lot of people are thinking about. And for the, since you're a crypto guy, the dollar, so the, from what I've read so far, so, so you've opened my eyes to crypto. I know nothing of crypto. Tried right? to. Tried to. <laughs> tried to open, you tried to open my eyes to crypto. I put you on to some people that I think will help a lot. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So, um, the dollar going down means crypto goes up. So you should be like, Hey, it's lit. Right. So this is a conversation that we have in the industry a lot is, you know, if the dollar is getting devalued and Bitcoin will go up, you know, it's 10,000 right now, the dollar gets cut in half. Bitcoin should go to 15 K that doesn't do anything though. Like my Bitcoin isn't worth more at a fundamental level. It's just the dollar has depreciated to the point where my Bitcoin has risen. Right. If Bitcoin rises at a faster rate than the dollar appreciates, then that means you can then, if you want, cash out your Bitcoin and buy more goods with it at the end of the day. 
So see now, see that, that that's why I always ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yes, the dollar depreciating does make the value of Bitcoin go up. It does look nicer that my Bitcoin is worth more. But if that at the end of the day you're cashing out and you can't buy more goods or services with it, what does it really what's matter? The, what's the point? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let me. Okay. So that's a from a worldwide perspective, right? Of what I'm excited for. For me personally. Yeah, that's what I want to know about. <sighs> Shit, it's gonna sound stupid because I know some of your people are gonna be like, "This motherfucker likes fake fighting. What the fuck's wrong with him?" I just want to. I want to run wrestling again. It sounds like you know it has. I, that's my only creative ass like outlook thing. Like the thing that I do creatively is the wrestling because I write it and book it and all that other shit. I wanted to be able to do life stuff again. I like New Zealand just today hit a hundred days no COVID cases. I'm ex- I'm optimistic and hoping that we could go towards that, but like looking at numbers, it doesn't seem like that. I just, <laughs> Realistically, just, we and I might not be, but I'm just excited that there's a possibility we could go back to normal. Oh. Cannot wait for that. And, and I you think- know how I, I might cry eating in public again. Like no bullshit. Like <laughs> no no mask. I have to worry about someone sneezing behind me or some bullshit. Like I'm just gonna be like, yes. Like fuck yeah. Like excitement. You know, or getting on a plane. You know, like I'm dr- I, dude. I drove to the East Coast and back a month and a half ago. I'm about to do it again in September just because I'm not giving. I'm a control freak. I'm not giving someone the opportunity to get me sick. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah. So. West Coast Pro will be thriving when things get back to normal. Shit, man. You want to hear something fucked up? We we secured a sponsorship on ABC7 on TV with another company a month before the shit went down. And I own a pro wrestling school also. That had to go and chill out. while. So everything that momentum-wise you would love to have for a business, we short. did it. <laughs> and then COVID said, hey, guess what, nigga? <laughs> the fuck out of my face. I was pissed, bro. Oh, I, was, I bet. I was upset. Yeah, But man. hey, no, knowing you, it'll it'll all bounce back and you'll get right back. Oh, I'm a hard-headed motherfucker, yeah. bro. I'm definitely going to be out here. <laughs> no choice. Love it. Okay. And then very last question that I yes. ask guests is, you know, your biggest tip. And I, we talked about so much. We talked about business. We talked about life. We talked about education. We talked about the world in general. So I guess I, I just want your biggest tip on life. You know, I know that's a very open-ended question. It's, right. It's a question you kind of have to put some thought into, but on the fly, if you've got anything for us, I'd love to hear what you can kind of give yeah. to my audience. Embrace your failures. That's the greatest. I I mean, you're talking to somebody that, like I said, I failed so many times with different businesses and, you know, a store I was going to open, the candle company, uh, another shirt company I was going to do, blah, 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 blah. I've failed a lot, you know, whether from academics to businesses, I've failed. I've definitely failed. I've failed um, all a ton of things. Embrace those failures. And what I mean by that is it's not some fucking um, like I'm not romanticizing failure. I never I hate that. If you've ever gotten through and and never failed and you have your sources of income coming in, you got businesses running, no fail. Good. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm happy. I'm jealous of you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, awesome. But us regular folks, we fail. It's human. Yeah. It absolutely happens. And it's okay. You know what I'm saying? I, um, I want to butt in I'm, with like the cliche of like, don't be afraid to fail. You know, there's a reason it's a cliche. There's people like you and there's people in every walk of life who are extremely successful right now. And you hear people talking about failure all the time because it's almost the norm. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to make it perfect the first time. Uh, 
and those people bounce back. And I think so many people are worried that they're not going to be able to recover from some sort of failure that they never give it the chance. They stay at their job. They work their nine to five for 40 years and they retire. And I, I think the people that are listening to this show aren't those kind of people, but there might be some people on the fence who are still a little bit scared to take that leap. The leap is beautiful. That I will, um, I will 100% uh, romanticize. The process, the process is beautiful. Um, and what I mean by that is, is that at that time that you are doing X, Y, and Z to get to your goals, it might be hard. Most likely will be. If it's not, you take to it like water and you're killing it. There will be a point, I promise you, there will be a point where you're going to be, it might be two in the afternoon or four in the morning. You're going to sit back and be able to look at everything that you accomplished and say, nigga, I did that. <laughs> That's the illest. I'm telling you, like um, coming from some, like I, like I said, I've failed from academics to businesses, whatever. I have lost a lot. Like, I, you know, I had no form of education, no paper to prove such. And I just quit a retail job that was basically on some bottom feeding shit just to make a leap to do something different. And I did. Now, of course, there's variables and factors that came into play, but I was tired of, of failure and I was tired of losing. And either you're going to be a loser or you're going to be a winner. And there's only, it's black and white. You know what I mean? And you've probably heard all this shit before, but you've always seen it from people that were in a different position in life. Me, I'm telling you, I lost, I was, there was points I, you know, I stayed on top of round table pizza at my homegirl shit because I, you know, I wasn't at home and I didn't have nowhere else to stay and all that other shit. I've done that. So I'm telling you without a doubt, you know, there will be that time where you've gone through your process, whatever that process may be. And you will without a doubt feel a sense of accomplishment that you cannot buy. You cannot refat. I've you chase. That's why I keep on doing new businesses. Cause I want to chase that dragon. That's the addiction. You, you get addicted to the hustle. You get addicted to watching things grow. For me, it's not even just with me at this point. I like to see other people build and grow. If I could be a part of that, I will. It's just do good. I don't know, but those failures absolutely embrace them. If you don't learn something from them, you're failing twice. You have to learn from them things, man, because there are things that I've, I've failed on that I've been able to see coming up in other business ventures that I had. And I applied the lessons that I learned from said failures to this. So I didn't have to go through that. again. You don't need to, you don't need to go through it multiple times. That's insanity. Yeah. No, right. Or once, you know what I'm saying? But like, if you, if you keep doing the same fundamental dumb shit and you expect a different outcome, that is the, the, the meaning of insanity. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. It's, it's not textbook good definition you. right there. Right. So um, I just want yeah. to butt in really quick. Sorry. But, uh, just because you know we're talking about success in the way that we are, don't think that this shit is easy in any sense oh, of the no. word. Like, oh, man. one, you failed, but two, you've then talked about you know these businesses that you built up. You, you know, were living on a couch or living somewhere. Uh, you quit your job and you made it happen. Just because you made it happen doesn't uh, mean that it wasn't fucking easy. And I think that's super important for people to realize. Yeah, absolutely. And it, going back to the education thing, like I told you, it could have cut time in half for me to get here. And it's a big regret in life that like the people that I learned from aren't here to be able to see it. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a shitty part. You know, there's always good and bad. It's, I mean, being a businessman and having multiple streams of income, it's a good problem to have. 
It is. People, right now we're going through a time where people are kind of like mad at folks getting to the money and, you know, we're greedy and all this other shit. I'm proof that you could do all that and still have a heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm an asshole. Don't get me wrong. But like you could, you could obtain your goals. You could obtain a level of streams of income without shitting on people. Every person I know that is successful, they got there by being a solid individual. And what solid means is, is, is it's not fucking people over. It's not taking advantage of, of people. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be a solid 10 toes down, like be able, be able to say what you do without having to be ashamed of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's I was going to say, cause there are people who will be more successful who are just shitty people. Absolutely. And if something were to happen to them, they're not going to be taken care of the way that you are, for example. You know, if you fall on some hard right. times, I think people will be there for you because you were there for them at some point. And that's Man, why I, I, I don't I try to tell people like that. Anymore. Right. You know? Well, fuck it. We all die. You know what I'm saying? How Go watch a movie called Big Fish. It's a great way how I would like to live my life. You know, so many different people. It's about a, a son meeting all the people that his father his, his, his father's touched these other people's lives. And he was so crazy to him that he couldn't believe it. And then when it came time, when like the funeral happened, that was a cracking ass funeral. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, like I said, we're, it might sound morbid, but we all end up in the same place. I'd rather have people remember me for some dope shit than some shit off. Yeah. He fucked over these people. And this, this person went broke because of it. Couldn't feed his kids and all this other shit. You know what I mean? And those, those stories happen. They definitely do. I don't want to be a part of that. So yeah, man, it goes a little bit deeper than just making money. That's all. Yeah, and I think that's a beautiful way to wrap it up. Is there anything else you want my audience to know before we go? No. Um, I appreciate the opportunity, and I appreciate y'all listening. I hope that y'all get to where you want to go. I genuinely mean that. I hope that you get there with with the most ease. Don't have to go through half of the shit that I went through. Um, and I hope that you take care of your people in the process. Because if, you, if you're out here riding around and you're doing well, and you got the nice ass car, but your mom's still renting or, you know what I'm saying? Make sure your people look good with you. That's what, that it. goes a long way with me. So I absolutely love to see it, man. Love yeah. to hear it. Um, and I think that's why you're successful. You always will be. Um, for anyone who has listened to this episode, you know, we're going to have links to all of his social media. We're going to have it to base social media. We're going to have to fat kid deals please get in touch. I don't know if that's okay with you. No, I was about to tell you, like if you have a question for me, whoever's listening, you I'll have been it, so you know helpful I mean? in DMS, man. Like, and I, I, you're talking about putting people on and I, I sharing information. And I think people would benefit greatly from just knowing. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold your hand. No, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to point you in the direction, but like, yeah. yeah, if you have questions, ask me. I always like to tell people, I'll, I'd rather you learn from my fuck-ups than you have to go through it. I, I swear to you, I really mean that. I do not want you to go through what I went through. It's no point. I went through it for nothing. If You know what I'm saying? Like, no, learn it's from beautiful, me. beautiful, man. You're, and I don't you're, have nothing to sell you. I'm not going to tell. I'm not writing no book. I can't read a book. I'm not fucking with it. <laughs> no, I could, I could read. There Sorry, right. I could read. I could read. I could read. But you're not writing a book. No, I, no you, I'm not writing truly. a book. And I, but if there's a book, Capital Beast has one, I would suggest people to read it. There we go. So, I was going to say, some of the people mentioned in this episode, I for all of the people listening, I highly suggest you find them on social media. I see them a lot on Twitter. It's the only social media I have. Connect with these people. Learn from these people. They are always sharing information. 
they're truly beautiful down to their core. Uh, and again, man, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time. I know you've got it's a very good. busy schedule. It's all good, man. Appreciate you letting me get on here. Talk Ooh. some shit for a while. Love it, man.